Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. And special guest, Kayla Saxon, the queen of new releases. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. She's cracking a beer open right. at 9 o'clock in the morning. I have to check my watch. No, it's not a beer. It's not beer 30. I don't know if I believe you because you said that. She's got a koozie. I did. Um, one time when I was stationed in Germany, I was uh, going to work, and I had reached into the refrigerator before I left and grabbed what I thought was a Mountain Dew. And I put it in my purse, which I put behind my seat of my car. And as I'm driving down the road, I reach back and I grab what I think is my Mountain Dew and I open it up. And as soon as I open it up, you know it's not Mountain Dew because it was, it was a beer. So now I'm driving down the road with an open, uh, open, container. open container. Officer, honestly, I was not going to drink this beer. I mean, it's like 7 o'clock in the morning. So I had to pull over and dump out beer. Because as soon as, you know, if you get pulled over, then as soon as they you open the window, they smell it. Yes. Because beer is pretty, yes. When I was in Casper, you could drive up to the liquor store window and buy a shot. One shot? And this, yeah, you could buy a shot. Do a shot. Yeah, you could do a shot at the liquor store window. This was in the 90s. This was in, this was in 91. And I don't know if it's still the case or not but yeah you could you could do shots at the liquor store window <laughs> i've had a long day at work there's not a lot of traffic I'm there gonna, i'm going through the drive i'm gonna celebrate happy hour by myself in my car in a drive-thru cheers man <laughs> hey you must really like that liquor store person that's incredible yeah, yeah. that's why i go because i like the drive-thru attendant at the liquor store it's hey, not because it's a I, small town everybody knows everybody I'm sort joking. of it's not that small but still <laughs> There's a bar on every corner, and you can drink shots at the liquor store window. She drove through six times today. I grew up in a small town, but the only drive through liquor store we had was like, um, I don't know, the woods. And you weren't, if you were driving through there, you were already drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about uh, nonfiction. I just got done with a book called The Impeachers. Mm-hmm. Of, about the impeachment trial of Andrew Johnson. Oh. It's really wow. incredible. It was really, like, I never thought it would be, you know, interesting, but it was, um, Hmm. I listened to that one. Uh, It was really good. So I've been kind of, for my fiction, I've been just binging uh, cozy mysteries. Mm. I like cozy mysteries. Which which ones? So I have never, I thought I would try some, um, because I'd never um, read any before, and so I picked up um, some one about a bakery or something and I got like 30 pages in and I'm like nope not for me not that one huh? no but then I found um Amish mis- murder mysteries I uh, have not read those and I binged like 10 books in a row it was awesome <laughs> I've read an Amish murder mystery and it was really interesting I can't remember the name it was a really long time ago like before we started doing like the podcast and that might actually be really interesting. I would like to know what the ones that you read were. Well, that's kind of going to be my my book. Really? Yeah. Um, because that's cool. Yeah. So I'll go into um, the ones that I read. Oh, by the way, I probably should say Shona's is with us from Houston. Woo-hoo. Hi. Hi. Glad to be here. I'm so glad that you. That's a long damn drive. Well, um, Bucky's has made it easier 
because there's two Bucky's right on the way, right when you need a bathroom break, mm-hmm. and they're building another one. Oh so now gosh. it's going to be three Bucky's in a row. Right you know what you need to do on the way back? I want you to take a picture out front of Bucky's, okay, so that we can post it. If you've never been to Texas, it's vital that you understand what Bucky's means to Texans. Bucky's means clean bathrooms. It means clean bathrooms. It means the most awesome snacks in the universe. Yes, they have. They have a section. Nuggets. They have a section that has different kinds of artisanal beef jerkies. Yes. You know I'm all about the meaty treats. <laughs> She's got some Bonnie, the meaty treats at Bucky's would make you need to go change your pants. I would have to stop at the next Bucky's because I ate so many meaty treats. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, and you'd be in luck because it would be you it would be uh um clean bathrooms for you. And I am all about the clean bathrooms. And in case you wanted to buy some home decor featuring crosses, and there would be lots of those for you. Plus, there's always the uh, concealed uh, handgun purses available in Bucky's. Oh, yeah, really? Because you yes. need a purse for your gun. Yes. Texas they, is so awesome, isn't it? drive through liquor stores and conceal no, carry purses. No, no, no. The drive through liquor stores are in... Oh, they, they have well, those yeah, in you Texas? drive throughs, but you just don't get to have a shot. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I, I'm not really in the market for drive through liquor stores anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember a beer barn where you drive in. Um, it was probably the first time my husband brought me to Texas. We went to this big barn. You tell them what you want, and you pop your trunk, and they put it in your trunk. That's you drive out. awesome. You don't even have to go in. Nope. and It's kind of like Walmart delivery, only for booze. And you can do it like not on the fly. Walmart, you don't have to like Walmart, plan ahead. Uh, <laughs> Walmart pickup. That's what the it beer is. Bar. <laughs> yeah, Bucky's is a phenomenon. Out front, there is a giant statue of a bronze beaver. And there are people who actually go around to the different Bucky's. They have this thing called Bucky Nugget, which Bonnie referred to. It's kind of like um a puffed, is it wheat or corn? I think it's corn, isn't it? I think it's corn. Puffed corn covered in a caramel, uh, caramel corn type well, stuff. Well, they have different They have different they do flavors. have different kinds, yeah. The only reason she I know this is... the original ones, though, right? Well, it wasn't me. It was Alyssa, but um, somebody at work <gasps> oh, sorry. had gone to Texas. And when they came back, they had like three different kind of Bucky Nuggets. And I didn't even know what Bucky's was before then. I'm like... <laughs> Bucky Nuggets, that sounds, I'm like, Bucky like a beaver, so you have beaver nuggets. That's, yes, beaver that's nuggets. That's weird. <laughs> in Texas, weird... we got ourselves some beaver nuggets. This is a weird mascot. Really. I mean. It is, but somehow it works. It really does. They have the most beautiful bathroom. I actually took a picture the last time we went to Texas. I took a picture of the mural done in tile. On the wall of Bucky's, right out front of the bathroom. I'm like, really? It's amazing. They take pride. They really do take pride. They take pride in their beavers. Everything is bigger in Texas. Bigger and more beautiful. <laughs> Including. What did you say, Bonnie? Nothing. My mind's going bad places. <laughs> I need to. What did you buy? A lot of chickens and roosters. Chickens and roosters. Yes, they. It's all very countryish. There, you collect. Chickens and roosters? Um, I didn't. I bought one, and then um, my family 
thought that I was um, collecting them. And, so that you ended uh, up with a bunch? Yes. Yeah, the yeah. accidental collector. I've yes. been there. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Bonnie's got a kitchen full of cocks. I, actually, I got rid of my cocks. <laughs> my you? cocks are gone now. <laughs> what did you replace them I am with? cock free. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was like waking up to the cock growing. (laughs) I don't really have a decor in my kitchen right now. Too small. My kitchen's a closet. (laughs) I mean, cows would be kind of cool. My my kitchen is so small that I have to move my trash can when I want to unload my dishwasher because it's not wide enough for my dishwasher and my trash can. We also want to introduce you to Donna. You need to scooch over and do it into Shona's microphone. Get all close and up in her bubble. Actually, better for you to put your chair down and and share Vani's microphone. I'm drinking coffee. I don't want to chew gum too. <laughs> you guys are just gonna have to. Suck if I get it too up. stinky, let me know. Then we'll play. Guess that smell. <laughs> Guess that smell. Guess that smell. Vani and I have this new game. We actually came up with this yesterday. As you know, I have an aversion to smells. Mm-hmm. I have very difficult issues around any kind of lotion or or air freshener or laundry detergent anything with a strong smell I just don't like it I don't like candles yeah so we're in her car yesterday and this is like after we had gone and get manicures and everything else and she's like complaining about the smell of my hairspray and I'm like I don't have hairspray on I don't know I'm like do you smell my my hair gel and so like she so, i like bent over and so she sniffed we're, my we're hair driving down the road and i'm sniffing and Bonnie's she's like hair. no no that's not it <laughs> so it's our new game guess that smell guess that smell me too turned me out too. to be the lotion that they put on our hands from the manicure that she was smelling like, cool. and it was me that i was smelling yeah well it was us she actually, was blaming me for guess that smell <laughs> I don't it really like that was game. <laughs> Guess that Guess smell. That smell. <laughs> I don't like that game. <laughs> so now forever. God, that restaurant we ate at last night, you guys. It was good. I liked it. Did you not like it? I loved it. But the problem was the smell. Did, did anybody else have an issue with that? I could not no. breathe. I was asthmatic last night. They had it on the tables. It was some kind of a... Um, the candles. It wasn't the candles. Oil. It was like an essential oil or something that was so strong. It was making my eyes water. And I was like the only one that was having that issue last Yeah, I night. didn't even it smell it. Smelly. Maybe that's why my head was starting to hurt. I, yeah, I got a migraine I mean, wasn't sitting it in like the restaurant Rosemary twigs or something? No. It was, it was like that. There were little oil diffusers all over the restaurant. I smelled it when I came in. It's like, oh, this is great food, but I can't eat here. I thought it was really good. It was good. I mean, my chicken and waffles and, you know, you I chicken eat, and waffles. I had chicken and waffles and I eat everything in layers, you know, because I have to eat one thing at a time. So I ate my chicken <laughs> and then I ate my egg and then I got into the waffles and there was like bacon, like baked into the waffle. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like the best surprise ever. <laughs> well, there were so many people at our table that when we got there, everybody was there. So we didn't all sit together, which was actually really good. We should do that in future. We yeah. should all spread out so that we can all talk to different people. people. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of book girls at our table. Kayla's Only like, I sat between. I didn't yeah. sit Kayla's with other like, people. No, I'm not talking to anybody. She sat between me and Alyssa. <laughs> 
I sat all the way at the end and we had fantastic book conversations because we were all talking to different book girls. Well, I was all talking to different book girls. So that was cool. I love getting together with book people so that we can all chat about different stuff. And It was fun. It was fun. Speaking of fun, we are going to do a traditional book club, which we is kind of weird for us because our whole concept of Three Book Girls was to just talk about what we're reading and not be forced to read a bunch of crap we didn't want to read. But now we're going to do a book club and read crap that we don't want to read. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only every other month. And a lot, to so be fair, a, a lot year. of the books that we're going to do, we've already read and all of us have already read. So, Or they're books that were so good that we don't think the other people will hate them. Yeah, because we do cross genres every once in a while. I mean, Martha reads a historical fiction every once in a yep. while. Yep. I read a fantasy or a sci-fi every once in a while. So Yeah, we do cross. We're by book girls. We cross <laughs> over. <laughs> We're swingers. We're book swingers. Hey, here, have my book. I'll have your book. <laughs> I'm going to have to start filtering out the Instagram inbox now. <laughs> we haven't announced yet. But I'm kind of thinking. Announce it, baby. I'm, Go for it. I'm kind of thinking we ought to start with the the storied life of A.J. Fickery. Ooh, I loved that book. I loved you, that. You think? That book was so good. You think so we should good. start with that one? And, you know, I don't know if Alyssa has read it, but I bet you Alyssa would, would like it. I it's think all she about would. a romance. I think Kayla would like it, too. Because it's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Have you read? You haven't read it, have you? I think you'd like it. It's good. Isn't there a sequel? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe that's a, a different one. Maybe that's a different old I man am, book. I don't think. So somebody needs to look that shit up. I think we should start with that. I think that'd be a really good book club discussion because there's a lot of stuff going on in that book. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff. Plus, it's not weird. Usually when I pick a book, it's like... It's weird. Really? And this is actually my pick. Listen to this. Ron loves Kayla. Because when she comes up from Lawton, she stays with me. He made her chocolate chip cookies yesterday. Ah. And they're so good. And you didn't bring any for me? No, we forgot. We were rushing. See, I forgot to pick up Vonnie this morning. You didn't bring me any cookies. I forgot the cookies. Everything would have been forgiven if I had a chocolate chip cookie in my hand right now. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I mean, chocolate makes everything okay. Mm. It's almost like wine. It's wine for when you have to drive a chocolate chip cookie. (laughs) You know what? I think you just made up a new slogan for a (laughs) t-shirt. Chocolate. It's wine for when you have to drive. <laughs> what a great I like song. that. <laughs> I love it. Um, awesome. That would be trademark Vonnie. <laughs> We're putting that on a shirt. Oh, and w- speaking of shirts, we now have a merchandise site where you can go and purchase a Three Book Girls t-shirt. Or I think you have totes or on there too, tote, right? Or a mm-hmm. mug. It's called Redbubble. And you go and you purchase it there and they ship it and do all that crap. You don't have to worry about us remembering to do yep. it three months after you ask us for it. Yeah. And we get a little cut from it, which helps us because we um, are, an, <laughs> we're not a nonprofit organization, <laughs> but we should be one. Okay. I can tell when I've been talking to books with people and drinking at the same time. Because then the next day when I open my library app, I have so many books in there that I'm like, wow. I my Don't drink in Goodreads, Bonnie. Don't, <laughs> Don't drink and drive and drink, Bonnie. Bonnie <laughs> was a little bit inebriated last night. Not uh, too. I mean, I could still pull up my tights by myself. That's all that matters. <laughs> it took you like 30 minutes in the bathroom. 
But you don't understand. I like for you, like to know whether you've had too much, so you can pull your own tights up. Yeah, my field sobriety test usually is whether or not I'm too drunk to walk the dog. Am I too drunk to walk the dog? You're definitely too drunk to walk the dog last time. No, well, last time. Last night I wasn't that bad. But you don't understand. I had like three layers of clothes on that you couldn't pull up together. So like I'm holding my tutu and trying to pull down my shorts and pull up my tights. And then there was underwear in there somewhere too. And it was just, (sighs) yeah. It, it was oh, a process. the joys of dressing up. So wonderful. It's almost like way back in the 90s when bodysuits were a thing. And oh you had to like get God, oh. hated body suits. completely undressed. <laughs> you had to completely <laughs> naked to pee when yeah. you wear a bodysuit. Well, it's like rompers now. Rompers are, no. Sitting in the stall thinking, I hope that lock works. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's that tiny little gap between the stalls and the bathroom. And you're like. Covering your boobs. Yeah. You're just <laughs> like, like this. Don't look thing. at me. I'm hideous. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, nobody's going to be seeing my bits and pieces. They're going to see your ass crack, though. I mean, my ass is better than my bits and pieces because yeah, usually I true. hold my shirt way up when I'm pulling my pants up because, okay, this is a short person problem. I know you're not going to understand this, <laughs> but shirts go too far down. So you got to hold them up so that you don't dip them in the toilet. <laughs> usually my shirt is up in my neck crease. <laughs> in my neck crease fuck <laughs> Bonnie you know why I love this show because you've gone from Bucky's to politics to body suits to neck creases to neck creases all in 20 minutes in 20 minutes <laughs> Speaking of which, we have got to get to books. Oh my god! I know we got a, we got we got things to do, man. We got people to see. We got books to review, and I'm hungry. Oh my god, Kayla's hungry. We better hurry <clears throat> up. I still got I still got coffee in her neck crease. <laughs> I got coffee in my neck crease. <laughs> this is gonna be really hard. I'm sorry, Shona. <laughs> Okay, I think I got it now. Go ahead. <laughs> you can review your book. <laughs> My neck crease is clear. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm still drunk from last night. <laughs> I read a book called Mother Mother by Corin Zelkas. And this is one that was actually on your wish list from like forever ago. And I ran out of stuff to read, so I was looking through your wish list, and I'm like, hmm, Mother Mother, let's look at this one and see what this is. (laughs) I don't know why it was on your wish list, because this is a book you would never read. Uh, It was on my wish list because I was looking for horror novels, and I read the first chapter, maybe, and went, oh, hell no. Well, I read the first chapter and said, oh, hell yes. See, isn't it great that we have this relationship? I love this. Okay, go ahead. Um, So what this is, is this is a book about a mom called Josephine. She has two daughters and a son. And she, you, you kind of figure out very early in the book that she's an extremely controlling mother. She's very passive aggressive, wants to create the mirage of the picture of this perfect family. And she'll go to all lengths to try to achieve this. Um, her children have issues. <laughs> uh, the youngest one is the son, who's probably about 11. And her relationship with her son is pretty creepy. 
Um, he has an anxiety disorder, but she has taken him to different doctors, but she took him to doctors until she got the diagnosis that she wanted, which was Asperger's. But there's kind of a question whether or not that's what he actually has. But he very clearly has some kind of issue. But she also coddles him and babies him. I'm talking she flosses his teeth for him. Now, this kid is 11. She bathes him still at 11. And all of this other stuff that you just don't do to 11-year-old boy. I'm sorry, you just... Right. No, you Mm -mm. don't. That's just... That's completely over the top of being so wrong. And I say this because I am a a mother to the son, a son. And when he was eight and wanted help washing his hair, I finally had to tell him, listen, honey, you're eight years old. You have got to start bathing yourself. You are too old for me to come in and wash your hair. So this is the youngest. Then the middle daughter, she goes through extremes. Like she goes through an extreme of being into Buddhism to the even to the point where she shaves all her hair off and she um, she's into uh, she she's experimenting with a lot of different drugs and um, the oldest one has run away from home when the book starts the oldest one is is gone she no longer lives at home she ran away supposedly with her boyfriend and is living like in the city well when this very first starts out the middle daughter has crushed up and eaten morning glory seeds, which I guess is kind of like LSD. It kind of... Oh, great. Now we've got another drug out there for people to abuse. Thanks, (laughs) Vonnie. Hey, pass me some of those morning glory seeds, man. (laughs) Morning glories, write write that down. (coughs) Apparently it's really good. (laughs) But, um, and she comes home and something happens, but she doesn't know if she's imagining things or what exactly happens. And the youngest son is cut with a knife and apparently has a quote-unquote seizure, and they put the middle child into a mental hospital for her own protection. Yeah, and you're wondering why I quit reading this. Yeah, this is at the very start of the book. (laughs) And also, I should mention that the husband is an alcoholic. And a lot of times by the end of the day, I would imagine to be able to put up with this wife, he drinks heavily and um, and he's an alcoholic. So that's how this book starts out. And then it just goes downhill from there. And this mother is just so, I don't know. She's, I don't even know how to put it. She's so damaging to everybody in her life so that she gives the impression of being the perfect person that she doesn't care who she hurts in the process. Like the husband who has an alcohol problem, he tries to go and get help and he tells her that he's an alcoholic and that he's going to meetings and everything but yet she still gives him a huge glass of wine at every single one of his meals. Although she knows that he's an alcoholic. Lovely. And horrible. She, um, the middle daughter who is in the mental hospital, you know, because of obvious problems that she has. And the the middle daughter is trying to get better, 
the mom goes and tells all of the friends that she's a compulsive liar and that she has these drug problems, tells her friends, tells the daughter's friends. So then the daughter's friends don't, their parents don't know what to think anymore because here's this friend of their daughter's who's in a mental hospital and her mom is saying that she's a compulsive liar and is um, violent and has all of these drug problems, which wasn't true. So a lot of the book is basically the middle child kind of finding out all of the things that the mother has done to try to create this perfect image of this family that she has. And of course, you know, it comes to a head. The um, daughter who ran away comes back into play into it. And, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I'm probably not describing it as well as it is because I can't without giving too much away. Um, child protective services come into play once the middle child goes into the mental hospital and um, is accused of, of attacking the younger son with a knife. Child protections comes in to interview the middle daughter and everything. And it's not the first time that Child Protective Services had been called on the family. So they already had past notes. And the detective for the for, that was on that case, he kind of went above and beyond to kind of help the middle daughter find out what happened to the family so that he was a good character. But, yeah. So would it was it a mystery or a... It, like- was, it was a mystery and a... Uh, psychological thriller i would say wow that sounds like Don't, seriously and it's abusive called mother people. mother i just yeah uh. and it just it wasn't it wasn't and this is the thing that's really difficult is when there's not physical abuse but there's mental abuse it's really harder to pinpoint the mental abuse and the physical abuse because physical abuse you know there's like bruises and, and stuff but mental abuse you have somebody thinking you know, well, this is my fault. Maybe I am a compulsive liar. But then you find out that it's this person that you've trusted to take care of you your whole life who is putting these things in your head and making you believe things that aren't true. I find it fascinating when some, when you think about like what is going through the author's like head when they write something like that, like that dark place that they, that they have to go to to do that. Yeah. It's very... Well, honestly, the reason that I stopped is because it was a bit of a trigger warning for me Mm, because my father was a paranoid schizophrenic. So anytime you kind of veer into that, you know, you can't trust your own parent territory. I can't do it. I just it's too much, Mm. which is why I stopped. I'm like, nope. And you know what? I, I didn't have a terrible childhood. But there were definitely some things about growing up that way that you don't want to have to go back to. Well, yeah, that's true. And I mean, I would say somebody who had an abusive childhood probably wouldn't want to read this book. Because it is it is intense and it is emotional. But I mean, it was it was good, though. You know, I like my books intense. Oof. You find out things that happen that aren't exactly uh, rainbows and unicorns, but it, it does 
it does end the story. I was satisfied with the ending of the story. It wasn't just a whoa ending, but it was a good ending, if that makes sense. Okay. But it was not rainbows and unicorns for sure. I want to read that. It was good. It was really good. Every once in a while on Martha's uh, wish list, I find something that I really like. <laughs> she takes my sloppy seconds, <laughs> stuff that I started to read and went, oh, hell no. I'm not reading that. You know, nope. that kind of puts me in the mind frame of I know who you are. Like that whole. There's a is lot of really popular psychological up. thrillers right now that are sort of the domestic psychological thrillers. Mm-hmm. The really fucked up relationships and stuff. I can't do those. I cannot do those. Mm. I mean, I was right on the line for uh, Leanne. Moriarty. Yes. What was the first one? Um, Big Little Lies. Yes. Big Little Lies was right on the edge of that for me. Mm-hmm. I think if it had been written in a different style, which I love the style that was written in, where they talked about, oh, my God, this thing that happened, this thing that happened. You don't know what the hell it was until the very end. Yeah. See, I like this psychological thrillers better than I do, like, somebody running around with an axe. I would mm. much rather read somebody fucking with somebody else's mind than somebody... That explains so much about you, Vonnie. <laughs> I don't fuck with people's mind. I just like reading about it. <laughs> because you're reading it going, no, don't trust them. Don't trust them. <laughs> and they do. And they die. Mm. Not, I'm not talking about this book. Obviously. Because I wouldn't give away a key point like that. No, you wouldn't. Again, that was Mother Mother by Corin Zelkas. Yay. It was good. It was awesome. Shona Shona. Okay. So, um, I have been too much political news and um, life has made me not want to read right, like a psychological thriller right now. <laughs> Um, So I've been reading a lot of nonfiction, and um, I needed something to um, take my mind off all of that. So I was we call that a palate cleanse. Yes, I needed a big one. I needed to um, be taken out of real life, and so I thought about um, cozy mysteries since I had never really gotten into those. And so I I started looking for um, ones to read, and I. I got this one called something like the chocolate chip cookie murder or something like that. And I, I made it like 30 pages and I was done. I'm like, no, this isn't for me. But then I found, and I don't remember who recommended it to me, but, and I guess I wouldn't put this in the category of cozy mystery because they're pretty dark, but it's um mystery set in um, the Amish country of Ohio. And it, there's, I think 11 books and I, I kind of binged them over the course of a month. And they're by Linda Castillo. And the first one was Sworn to Silence. And they just follow a police chief in a small town called Painter's Mill um, named Kate Burkholder, who grew up Amish. She um, grew up in the Amish community, but left um, when she was 18 and did not. Um, she left to go to college. <laughs> And there was a traumatic incident in her past, which kind of um, colors everything that she does as the police chief. And uh, the character development is really, really good. There's, an, uh, I guess, a state cop named John Tomasetti. And so you think it's going to be a 
kind of a like the romantic interest and it kind of does but it, it's on the side right oh. it's not the point of the book so you kind of enjoy that a little but it's it's like all to the side and he helps with the um with the the cases that she has to solve and it you know just goes into a lot of the the challenges that this female formerly Amish police chief faces um, in this small town. And the mysteries are really good, but they're very, the, the murders are all pretty much murders and they're very dark. Um, like whole families being, being slaughtered. You know, this sounds totally like something I would read. It really does. And it So I wouldn't say they're cozy. They're, they're dark, mm-hmm. um, but um, it's, they're they're just um, sounds a little bit like Hillerman, yes. In that yes. Um, they 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 take place in a very specific environment, but you still have the mystery of a regular procedural. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. They're very good, and and really, um, the biggest uh, the the takeaway is there are a lot of murders in this very small Amish community in Ohio. So obviously that's, you know, kind of far-fetched, but um, the writing is really good. I, you know, I just started at um, book one um, and by just one after the other, I think the last book I read actually came out this year. Um, I think it was called Shamed or Shameless, but they're by Linda Castillo and I think she has another series um, as well as this one. But this is the one um, that uh, just centers on Kate Burkholder. And I would highly recommend um, if you want, um, you know, you feel like binging a bunch of books mm-hmm. uh, and to, like, get rid of all the, um, the negative news. And- I really need that. I super really really need that. Yeah, they are. So very... I'm looking that up right now. I hope the library has them. Now I read an Amish mystery a long time ago. I mean, this was a long time ago. I don't even remember the name of the book. I think I bought it because there was like a, a stone angel on the cover because that's usually what I do. Um, and it it ended up being an Amish murder mystery. And also in this Amish community, there was a lot of children that had that disease where you age too fast. There is, yes, there, in one of her books there, they talk about, um, there's a, um, a, more children with a certain kind of disease, um, in the Amish community because of, um, just kind of. Like no outside, right? Because they mm-hmm. they're such a tight knit community. Yeah, and the, and she she addresses that as well. As well as there's a lot of things about you just learn about the Amish community, about the different, um, the the different kind of, I don't want to call them sex or um, just some are very old fashioned, some are not so old fashioned, mm-hmm. uh, and they. Uh, you know, and they don't really get along. And I mean, you just learn a lot about that community. And um, yeah, well, see, I grew up in upper state New York. And I mean, we had Amish communities all around us. It was it was not uncommon to get behind a, a buggy for an Amish, you know, on a two lane road. And then mm-hmm. you're not going anywhere for a while because 
you're behind, you know, the Amish buggy and always, you know, you want to give them space. You don't want to spook the horses. So it was interesting to read that book growing up around Amish people, but not really knowing their lifestyle because they are such a tight knit group that even like when you are waiting for the bus or whatever, they don't talk to you. They only talk to their other Amish people. They're not, they don't talk a lot to the outside people and I'm sure there's reasons. I'm sure there's beliefs that they have why they don't. I mean, I never judged them or anything. I'm like, I'm not like, they never talked to me. (laughs) But, um, yeah, but they were still fascinating to me, so. Yeah, it was. It was a really good series, uh, a really good um, binge. Um, And um, I'm looking forward to her next one. I'm not, I I hope she continues the series. But, um, you know, she's just the character development where, you know, you, you learn about her past and how hard it was for her to leave the Amish community. And, you know, it goes back to, like, you could be anybody um, growing up. Mm-hmm. And when you you kind of break away from your upbringing and all the, con- even when you know it's what's best for you, all the conf- conflicting feelings. Yeah, and- because your family a lot of times is still in that community. Yes. And in, in the case of the Amish, they tend to shun and she and yeah. they, they do go into that yeah. as well, where you are shunned yeah. and, and your family is supposed to disown you mm-hmm. and not not speak to you. And your kids are dead yeah. to them. See, and, that would be hard. I don't yeah. think I could ever do that. OK, what what was the name of that one again? OK, the first one is called Sworn to Silence by Linda Castillo. OK, I think I just put that on hold. I think that was the one I put on hold. That and she has, I think, a total yes. of eleven. And then there's some. You know how sometimes they do like these, like they have book four and then they have book four point five. I have, hate it when they I do don't that. read those. What the hell? I don't read those little ones. I don't Ugh. see the point. But so, like, I think eleven full length um, novels in okay. that series. Yep, I I put that baby on hold. On your upon your recommendation, Shona. Well, I hope you like it. I plan to read that. It sounds really good. I like being a fly on the wall in someone else's culture. I think that's really what um, was the best thing about these books, because you know when I, I was looking for something to 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 binge like that and to take me away from to you remove know, yourself from the stress of real life and see somebody else's kind of culture and. Um, it was it was fascinating. It was um, really really good, and and I wish I would have looked up like her background. Like I don't know if she is Amish or was Amish. Um, it would be fascinating to know um, if she wasn't. Um, she she had to do a lot of research because it was very it was pretty spot on. The best mm-hmm. books tend to be um, have a grain of truth. I like when they're researched well, because if I'm reading a book and I find out that there's something in there that's not truthful, that's not factual, I'm like, no, I, that's when I quit reading a book. Well, yeah, then it, you know, you question everything then you're else like, about it. Yeah, you're just making crap up. You're not even looking to make sure that it's realistic. This is why I don't do fantasy books. <laughs> oh, come on. I mean, you stop reading fantasy books when you, you find something that's not real. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she can't suspend her mind. In I can suspend my my disbelief a little bit. You but know, my I can't go that far. I, you know, I do read some fantasy, um, but 
you know, everybody has things that they don't like to read about. And I don't know why, but I don't like to read about magic. See, I don't either. I like magic, like, like TV shows and like mm-hmm. movies and stuff. But if I sit down and try to read about magic, it's like, no. If I there's can't. magic in a book, I except for Harry Potter, I don't know. That kind of is in a whole completely different category for me. But if there's like a book with then circuses. Magic and circuses. I just, I'm like, no. So the night circus is out. Is I what did you're not, saying. I know. I, do, I did not like the night circus. And I know I'm probably like the 1% no, of the population no, no, no. that didn't like it. But I just. Now, see, I don't like reading about those. But I did like the night circus. Because I liked that the characters were so fascinating. And the night circus wasn't, it didn't have a lot of like circusy parts, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was a very weird circusy. But it, it had a very dark. weird, dark, I think because it was so dark. And I do like my books dark. My coffee, my books, and my chocolate. Dark. Yep, as dark as my soul. And the beer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to and remember beer. the, yes, the book beer. that was really popular maybe years ago about an elephant in the circus. Water for uh, elephant. Water, water for elephant. Yeah. I, did, I don't know what it is. I've hmm. never liked a circus or magic, and I don't like to read about it. Whatever floats your goat. <laughs> floats your goat? Floats your goat. goat. Not your boat? Nope, your goat. I mean, it's all fun and games until your goat goes a-floating. That's right. <laughs> you know, it, when your goat floats, that's a problem. I don't remember where I heard that, but I just it, it summons up such a wonderful mental picture for me. <laughs> Kayla, what did you read? I read The Accidentals by Monroe's Gwen. And take a hard left turn here. It is um, a book that's set in the 1950s. And it's about this family. Um, the mom, they have two daughters. And so the, they live in Mississippi. Her husband, I think he he's like works at one of the town factories or something. But hes I don't think he's a factory worker. He does the books or whatever. But the mom is like... I should not be living this kind of life. I want—I have bigger dreams than this. I don't want to be living in this country town. I'm ready to get out of here. And she comes up pregnant again. So this is pre-abortion period. So she goes and gets this backwood doctor and mm. has a procedure done. Well, I've read about these things, you know, different ways they've done this, but this was the most obscure one I'd ever read like I was like because the doctor's like okay well we're done in a couple of days pull this out and I'm like what (laughs) what what is this you're pulling something out right (laughs) like pull this out and you know whatever so I'm like this probably isn't gonna go well but okay (laughs) oh my god so she goes and does this on the day that her husband takes their daughters June and Grace to the zoo and so he always takes them to the zoo, but of course they don't actually go in the zoo. He takes them to, around so they can just look through the fence at the giraffes. Mm-hmm. He never takes them in the zoo. Well, this day, um, I can't remember which daughter, she re- pitches a fit like, why can't we ever go in the zoo? I want to go in the zoo. I want to go in the zoo. So finally he buckles down. He he literally takes them in the zoo and he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here. Y'all y'all have at it. He just let them wander he just the Yeah, zoo? let them wander. Just go. And how old were they? They're like... Eight and ten. Well, they're, they're pretty uh, young, okay. but it's, you know, it's 1950s. Yeah. I was going to say, this is the 50s, not now. Mm-hmm. I so I used to go to the go to the store for my dad's cigarettes when I was eight. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go get me a pack of cigarettes. 
So they get home, and of course, things haven't gone right. Well, um, it it's early on in the story, so you, you know that the mom does not come out of this procedure well. So the daughters, the dad has to step in and raise his daughters. Well, one daughter steps in and becomes the, the homemaker. She learns how to cook and, you know, all this other stuff. And the other daughter goes left field, like... The relationship that she gets into in this book was out of order for the 1950s. But even if she did it now, it was still, whoa, why? What are you doing? So she comes up pregnant. So then it's like this whole taboo. It's 1950s. She's a pregnant teenager. But not only is she pregnant, it's the relationship that she has had that she gets pregnant that makes it even worse. That's taboo. Yes. I must very. read this book now. So they send her off to an aunt. And the aunt's like, I'm going to I'm gonna take the baby after you have the baby. The aunt doesn't have kids. So she's like, oh, yeah, this is great. I'm going to take care of her. I'm going to have the baby. The baby's going to be mine. All this other stuff. Well, she has the baby. And something is wrong with the baby. Hmm. So the aunt doesn't take the baby. Nobody wants the baby. They send it off to an orphanage. So at this point, you know, the sisters are estranged because one of the, when she came up pregnant, her sister told on her. She goes and tells her dad, which, you know, blew up or whatever. So as their lives play out, like the sister who had the baby, she goes off. She runs away from the hospital after she has the baby. She goes and gets a job. I think she went all the way to Ohio or something like that. And so the other sister stays with the dad, you know, she's trying to go to school. She's going to be the best daughter she can be because she's not going to end up like her sister. So it follows their lives as they grow, (laughs) as they grow up. You see the different paths they take and you see how their mom's one decision affects them all in the decisions that they start making. And even their decisions start affecting other people, even at the orphanage. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Everything starts circling back in. But one thing that is a symbol in the book is birds. Like the mom loved birds. She felt but she felt like she was a bird blown off course. So she she bird watched and all this other stuff. So birds is a symbol throughout the whole entire story. Even as the girls get older, that is actually what brings them back around full circle together is birds. Hmm. And so What's I like it. It's called The Accidentals. Well, see, I like I like books that have family secrets and, you know, what tragedies that happen and even events that make you think, what would I do in this situation? Like, would I would I shun my child or would I make a decision to go risk my life to to not have, you know, to what I want out of life? How selfish am I? Because that's what I was thinking about. the mom. How selfish was she to have gone and do this? Like how how much more important were your dreams than your family? Mm. Because now this decision has blown your family off course. Mm-hmm. And so I really liked it. I because I like books like that. So it Who was it? Um, the Accidentals by Minrose Gwynn. It sounds excellent. It was really good. But the one daughter's I w- I know y'all are gonna read it, but it's oh it was so bizarre. Like how do you it's 1950s how do you even get yourself in this situation like this the, and that when you explain it that's like i have to read that i, mean, that's what I don't even like, understand I to, to find out what happened i was like, sitting in my house like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute this is not 
this is not where this is going. This is where it's going. <laughs> this is where it went. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, is this really 1950? Oh, but, Martha, I read Recursion. Did you? What did, did you think of it? Okay. <laughs> I liked Dark Matter better. Did you? I did. That looping stuff towards yeah. the end, I was like, look, it's we got like an hour left. Why are we still doing this? I'm going to need you to wrap it up. Like, how many times are you going to do this? <laughs> I liked Replay way better than Recursion. I have only read Dark Matter and Recursion. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to go for some time travel again. Awesome. Uh, it's called The Future of Another Timeline by Annalee Newitz. It is really kind of a different take on time travel. It, it was kind of difficult when you're reading an audio to, to follow the back and forth of a time travel novel, but she did a pretty good job of it. And there's a lot of interesting talk about stuff like abortion and its availability, especially in the early days, and body autonomy and uh, women's rights and that sort of thing. Because in their future... They're facing a very extreme version of what things would be like if your body was not your own. Mm. So it's interesting to see what the women are doing in order to change things so that they don't become that extreme. So it's really kind of a cool book because you've got a lot of you know, Comstock uh, trying to make things so that women don't have any rights. And then you have these women going back in time trying to subvert his efforts so that they don't end up being basically breeders in the future. And like Handmaid's Tale? Well, mm. It's a different kind of thing. It's not quite as mm. twisted as that, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it is kind of pretty fucking twisted, but... Twisted in a different way. Yeah, it's very twisted. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. Um, like the power twisted? No, not, no, no, not, no. Okay. Definitely not the power twisted, but it's pretty twisted. The kind of future that they're trying to avoid is very extreme. It's also very interesting because there's a timeline section where they're talking about this murder that happens. All these girls are together and they're sort of, you know, free love and whatever. And the girl is with her boyfriend in the car and the other two girls wander off. Well, the girl in the car kills her boyfriend and then they cover it up. So it's, we, there's so many things going on in this book. I liked it because of that in some ways, because you can see the personality of that girl who kills her boyfriend and the things that she does as a result of her getting away with that. There's so it's really I really liked it a lot. I didn't give it five stars because of some of the difficulties following the timeline, especially in the audio. But it was extremely well written the whole treating women like they're queen bees in the future basically they're they're fed and bred it's awful it's seriously an awful future um abortion is completely of course illegal and women have zero rights 
And so these like warriors, women warriors in the future are coming back in time to try to get our rights back. So it's interesting to see where things could head in the future if we're not careful. This sounds amazing. It was an amazing book. It was very strange in portions, but it was a good kind of weird because it really made you think. The, I just looked up the author, and she's uh, actually they. She, the, they is the gender pronoun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is an American journalist who covers the cultural impact of science and technology. Mm-hmm. She, she for actually, Wired and Popular Science. It's, she, he, they, they, they actually wrote a book that I really had to put down. I, I almost finished it. But it was so sexual. It was about um, it was about a robot that becomes sentient and falls in love with the owner and has all these sexual feelings toward the haven't owner. You, haven't you reviewed? A I book like I that? hated it. I really hated it. Oh. And I knew that this was the author of that book. Because I remember talking yes, about that Yes, we had a conversation about it. I don't think I ever reviewed it because oh, I did not okay. like it at all. But it was mostly because it was just, so, it was out there. And But it, in a way, it was a groundbreaking novel because of the way, because of the things it addressed. Mm-hmm. I did keep it. It's on my shelf and it's a first edition copy. Because I know that it's one of those books that they're going to look back at that and say, wow, that's, that, that was really a groundbreaking novel, even though I really hated it. This one was excellent. It was strange. There were some, some really interesting twists and turns to the novel, but it really made me think. And I think that really is the sign of a good book. Is something that really sticks with you and really makes you think. I loved it. Um, it was called The Future of Another Timeline by Annalee Newitz. We reviewed some very different kind we of books. We did. We were we very diverse like this week. I very kind of diverse. like it when that happens. Um, and I really, really, really appreciate you, Shona, for being a part of our group. Because you really are. You're a part of our group. You've been up to three different live events all the way from Houston. And you've been on the show twice. So I think that makes you an official book girl. I, I will be your Houston correspondent. Yay! <laughs> then um, we can say, Houston, I we, have, we a have a problem. problem. <laughs> oh, no. You guys are wonderful. You guys are great. And I, I mean, I would drive anywhere to see you guys. And your, your bookstore up here. Full Circle Books is so amazing. I love our bookstore. It's You're so lucky to have a bookstore like that here. I mean... Houston doesn't... I mean, we have, you we have, have a few cool bookstores. You and do. Th- but they're very tiny. Yeah. I mean, it's so... You know, thinking of how big Houston is, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's very surprising that we don't have, you know, something... Uh, you know, a big independent mm-hmm. bookstore. Yeah. Full sor- you know, they put on a great... Show they're so nice there, and mm-hmm. they are. I love them. All the people, everybody that I've met at Full Circle, are just yeah. They're wonderful people. I really have. The more time we spend there, and the more connected we become to them, it has. I mean, because when we first started doing the show, we'd never been there. 
That's pretty amazing. I know. Uh, Mariana Evans was talk. She kept talking about you know how great this bookstore has. It's so great. Our independent bookstore. And she she really made me want to go there more. Mm -hmm. And when I went in there and I started to really make a connection and their little cafe that they had and there was just so many good things about it. I just love it so much. They are. They're great. I love them. So I suppose you need to get on the road. And get back down there and go through some Bucky's. Are you going to take some pictures for us? Yes, I will. I will take pictures. Do do some selfies with Bucky for us. Take a picture of the mural by the bathroom. I'll take a picture of the giant beaver for you. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs a giant beaver. To be be quite clear, the giant beaver at Bucky's. At Bucky's. Please. All right. That's the only giant beaver I want to see. She's not going to Troll Mountain (laughs) looking for a giant beaver up there. A giant troll beaver. <laughs> you know, up where we used to live, there was a lot of beavers, like, mm-hmm. you know. Real beavers. A- actual beavers. Yeah. And we uh, we tease my sister all the time because there's one time that she got chased by a beaver. So, I mean, it because cha- they get mean. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, you don't want to get in the way of them teeth. She had gotten too close to, like, their dam or whatever, mm-hmm. and the beaver was chasing her in the woods. So, gotta watch out. we give her a hard beavers. time for getting chased by beavers. They can get you in trouble. Yes, beavers really can get you in trouble. That's kind of another t shirt idea, Shoda. (laughs) And on that note, that's going to do it for Three Three Book Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.